everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only red one. Hey, how are you, brother? What is going on? How are you today? You are in Morocco, right? No, right now I'm in Dubai. Oh, Dubai. (laughs) How is life in Dubai these days? It's great. It's great. It's very beautiful. You should come. I have been to Dubai and Abu Dhabi before. I have, it's a great place, right? Beautiful. Have you been to Morocco too? I have been to Morocco as well. I have been to 55 countries before COVID. I was, I was a traveler. And I mean, I guess the world is kind of opening now, but it's not the same. There's so many, I can't keep up with like what country is allowing. It's like, it's so complicated. I know. I know it's crazy. Well, let's hope for the best for the future. Let's hope. Let's hope for the best. I love Morocco and I love Dubai. So on that note, you are from Morocco. You grew, you were born and raised in Morocco. Yes. Now, how did you end up? Well, I I know, well, let's just start at the beginning then. I mean, it was always about music for you when you were young growing up in Morocco or were you, you Uh, I mean, it was something else. No, it was music and soccer, you know, and karate. So these are the three things that I loved, you know, but, uh, and, and at one point I was like, is it, is it soccer or is it, uh, music, you know, but music took my heart, you know, it's just, I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, it just it was very clear. You. Yeah. When I was 14. Now I think of you growing up in Morocco and I could think of all the possible musical influences that might come into your life. But I read somewhere, is this true that, I mean, you're a man after my own heart, if this is true, that ABBA was a musical influence for you? I mean, <laughs> no, okay, you know what? It's one of the influences, absolutely, absolutely. Like it was ABBA, it was Stevie Wonder, it was Bob Dylan, it was, it was everything because I'm, I'm like the ninth of my family. I'm the ninth child. Wow. So the youngest. And imagine growing up in a family with so many brothers and sisters and all of them listen to different stuff. But what got me to decide for music, it was Europe, is Swedish group, rock group, the final countdown, if you remember. Yes, I do. I heard that, I heard that song and I just, it, I don't know, something happened in my head that was like, this is what I want to be. <laughs> this is what I want to do, music. Wow. It's now, crazy. Where does the name Red One come from? Because I imagine that's not the name you were born with. No, my name is Nadir, my real name, you know? But uh, Red One, at one point I had a company, me and another guy called The One, The One Productions, you know, because, you know, and, uh, and after a little while, I thought I want to I come up with a name for me. And I called myself The One for like a few months. But it, it was weird to say, hey, I'm The One, you know. <laughs> so, and we, we have, a, I love the color red. The, the flag of Morocco is red and the color of love is red, you know, the heart, you know. And, uh, and I have a friend called Redwan, like a name, Redwan, it's a Moroccan name, you know, Redwan. So I was like, instead of calling myself the one, I'll make it Red One. So it's, it represents something, you know, and it's like a name. And then it just stuck. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's a friend of mine who told me that, like, uh, it's another producer. He told me, you know what, like, when you say the one, it sounds arrogant, say, hey, I'm the one, <laughs> So... Although yeah. you are in the right business. I mean, look at Kanye, look at like Diddy, like people change their names all the time. So yes, 
But red wine, yes, I guess that sounds less arrogant than the wine. <laughs> exactly. So I, before we talk about your new partnership and your new um, business venture with Spotstar, so you ended up in Sweden or early in your yeah. music career, which is... yes. Talk to me about the beginning. Like, did you have those? I mean, you had those lean, hard days, right? When you were first starting. So, uh, you know, it was a. You had like lean times, like, you know, like coming up in the music business. This is a tough business, right? Tough, tough. tough. It was impossible. It was like Mission Impossible because when I was in Morocco, I built that dream that was going to be so beautiful and easy. You know, even though I, I seemed like a crazy person to everybody I know, almost, you know, because I told them I'm going to win a Grammy one day. I'm going to win this. I'm going to be. They were like, OK, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Moroccan from a little city called Tetuan is going to win the Grammys in America. I was like, watch, watch me, watch me. So I went to Sweden. And as I told you, I painted this picture that was going to be so beautiful. I'm going to go and I'm going to become successful. And it was the opposite. You know, it was like I know nobody. Uh, it was something that hit me. Life hit me hard because life is not easy. Uh, I, I never thought that I was going to be fighting to survive, just to survive, you know, survival. Because like, I don't have a family. Nobody washes my clothes. Nobody brings me breakfast. It's everything is, you have to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is just survival. Forget the music side of it. Trying to convince people that you have talent, you know? So it was very tough, and, and it was times where I had to, to sleep on the floor. Like, okay, I wrote a song called On the Floor later on, but, but I slept on the floor, <laughs> you know? We're going to talk so, about your song, On the Floor. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> no, but what I mean, like, it was that kind of thing. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I was at one point illegal in Sweden. Uh, I worked, uh, I took any, any work, and it was the toughest time. And, and the, the pay was almost nothing. It, it doesn't even pay you for food. It, but I had to survive. I just had to survive. So, and, and my, my main thing was like, okay, now I'm in this huge problem of survival and I cannot go back to Morocco to my family uh, as a loser. I, I didn't make it, you know what I mean? Because it took me many years to convince them to, to let me try this because I, I was sure that I was going to make it, you know? Wow. So it was very tough, very, very tough. And then slowly by slowly, you started knowing people. I, I tried and I found this rock group. I, I started as a singer and slowly by slowly building up relationships and, and getting, you know, better life slowly by slowly until things started happening eventually in Sweden, you know? I mean, you know, did you ever think, like you always believed in yourself. Did you ever think of, you know, maybe I should go, get a desk job somewhere or work a nine to five or, you know, and I, you know what, at one point when I was in Sweden, I, I, um, I, uh, I went back to studying, you know, but at the same time I was in the rug group, you know, so I was doing both things. So, uh, uh, and I went to like a music school too at one point and, uh, learned how, you know, everything about music that I needed to learn. And then after that, I continued with the rug group. And I went to like uh, uh, studying uh, computer programming, you know, because I was like, just in case it doesn't happen in the music. But at one point I was like, you know what? I left my family. I left everything I had to, for my dream to make it. So I had to make a choice. Either I'm going to do this or that. I was like, you know what? I, went, I came for music. I'm going to continue doing music. So I stopped everything else 
and I just become like an obsessed human being on music, writing, trying to figure it out, trying to know people, trying to beg for opportunities, anything, anything, just to to make my dream come true, you know? So, then, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say then, how did you go from Sweden to the U.S.? How did you end up yeah, in well, the U.S.? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, after after some time in Sweden, I, I started having success, you know, because once I got the chance, I made hits, you know, because I, I just felt I, I knew that I knew how to make hits, you know. Uh, so at that point, I had the great success in Sweden, a few number ones, and uh, my financial life became better, you know, like I could survive, you know, and, and go. I remember I, one summer I was in Morocco and, and I told my sister, you know what, I, I think I'm going to go to America and start again from scratch. She was like, what? You've been fighting for so long and now you have a better life and everything and you can go start again from zero. I was like, but I left you guys, I left my family to make it globally, not to make it in Sweden. Uh, she was like, okay, well, it's, it's a good point. I was like, I, I want to, I don't want, I, I don't ever want to regret that I never tried my best, you know? So I said, yes, let's go. And I went to America and America was tougher, <laughs> you know, like almost impossible. I was going to say like, you're finally surviving and you have some money in your pocket in Sweden. And then you come <laughs> here and it's like, you got slapped down again. Bah, bah. And, and it's, it's uh, tougher, much tougher because in Sweden, people can, uh, in America, they, they, like the A&Rs and stuff, they can be ruthless. They'd be like, this this is, you know, like music bad, like you're, you're bad kind of thing, you know? And it, it hurts, but like at the same time, I knew because in my head, in my head, while I was doing the music, I always compared myself to the charts. And I say, and I always felt like oh, my songs are better than the songs in the charts. <laughs> you know, like that was my thing. I'm better than this producer. I'm better than, you know, just like before, before I made it. So, so that was my mentality. I was like, if I get a chance, I will show, I will show the world what I can do. And I kept fighting, 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 you know, and uh, until that one moment where uh, life changed, you know, where I was about to give up and, and, and my wife convinced me to try three more months, you know, for luck. And uh, we were, we were living only on an air mattress, me and her. That's all we had in one apartment, one bedroom apartment, you know, because all my money from Sweden, you just want to pay rent and eat and that, and that to survive, you know? So, and then until we were broke, 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 you know, and the three last three more months, uh, you know, and I borrowed money from all my brothers and my everybody. So, and, and she convinced me to try three more months and we borrow money from, from her sister for those three. If nothing happens, he said, you, okay, you can always go back to, to Sweden and you have a name and it's not the end of the world because I was crying, 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 crying after watching a Selena movie with JLo, you know? And uh, I was very emotional. I was like, this is not going to happen. For the first time in my life where I thought it might not happen, that one time. And I needed her. So she, she was there to convince me to do three more months. And three more months changed my life. And how did it change your life? Like, what was that okay, so moment? <laughs> two major things happened. Two major things happened in that, that, that period of time. One of them is uh, Epic Record asked me to do a remix for J-Lo, for a Spanish song. So I did, I did it, and I went to, uh, to, the, you know, went to the, the office of Epic Records. I played them the, the remix. They said, we like it, but her husband, Mark Anthony, did the uh, salsa remix so we're not going to use your remix i'm sorry so i was like can i play you play you my music what i do they're like yeah yeah play play so i started playing song after song after song 
And then they were like, you know what? Maybe you should uh, uh, try to work with this girl called Kat Deluna that we just signed. I was like, I can't. They, they, and they asked me, what time? When can you do it? So I was like, today. <laughs> you know? so they were like, they were laughing. They were like, okay, wait, wait. One day. So they scheduled me with her for like five days. And I did five songs. One song a day. Pam, 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 pam. And uh, we, you know, we happened manager and Kadaluna contacted the, 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 the head of Epic, you know, the president. And we came to play the songs. And uh, while he was listening to the first song, in the middle of the first song, he said, stop. You know, I stopped. And he brought the whole label to, to listen to the songs. I was so nervous. Broke and nervous. So, so, so he was like, stop. I stopped. He was like, you're a genius. I was, thank you. So I continued playing the music. He was listening, listening. And then after the second song, he, he told me, come here. He told them, this is my guy from now on. Everybody read one. They started applauding him. And they paid me for the whole album to do the whole album. He said, you didn't just do songs for her. You did, you created the sound, not just songs. And the, 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 that first song, he put it out called Why Not? It became number one in 36 countries. I got paid for the whole album. So I, now I had money to survive for two years without thinking about the stress. How am I going to survive? It was just about the music. And while, while I had that hit uh, called Wine Up, um, my, manager, my ex-management called me, told me, hey, we want you to meet this girl. And I told them, this is my chance to work with big stars because I have a hit, you know? And I told them, I is she signed? They were like, no, she just got dropped. I was like, but are you serious? Like, I'm, I'm waiting for her to call me about Beyonce or Rihanna. You call me about a girl. They were like, just meet her five minutes, five minutes. She's a good writer. Uh, you know, she's, you know, like you guys meet and see if you like her. If you don't like her, you don't have to work with her. And she signed to us to please help. So I was like, okay, I'll go meet her for five minutes. And hi, Red One. Hi, Lady Gaga. And then I was like, okay, seeing her cool. I liked her aura. You know, and I remember like, like yesterday. And we were talking music, talking, talking, talking. And I, I was like, this girl is very smart. She knows her music. She knows music. She loves rock. She loves 80s. She loves everything that I love, you know? So I was like, you know what? Let's go to the studio. She's like, okay, let's do it. So we went. And uh, that's where magic happened. Made, in, made in Lady Gaga. Everything happened that changed my life. Nothing says fall like soft, plush, merino wool. For the third year in a row, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. They're incredibly comfortable, cozy, and 100% machine washable. Hey, it's 2021. Who has time for uncomfortable shoes? That's why I turn to Rothy's. Plus, they come in a variety of colors, patterns, and styles. Wait, you want to know what is my favorite thing about Rothy's? My favorite thing is that they're not just for women anymore. They're now available for men as well. They're durable, they're washable, and they're great for the planet. To help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash velvet. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash velvet. Head to rothys.com slash velvet to find your new favorites today. They're comfortable, they're machine washable, and they're perfect for the fall. Rothy's. Could you tell, you know, like you wanted the Beyonce, you wanted the Rihanna. Could you tell, you know, right away, like Lady Gaga, she's an unknown, but she has something here. 
Absolutely. I, that, that's what I felt. I remember going back home. I told my wife, it's crazy. I told her like, this girl, even if she doesn't happen, I will work with her. Even if nothing happens as an artist, I will continue working with this girl because she's special. I remember that like yesterday. And as a matter of fact, uh, when I started working with her, I played her music, what I was doing with her for, for a friend called F.A. and Akon. Because Akon, F.A. introduced me to this guy, Akon. He's the biggest artist in the world. So for almost like a year, we've been uh, uh, bugging Akon. You have to see this girl. She's the next Madonna. She's the next Madonna. She's the next Madonna. Like every time. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll check her out. Just calm down, you know? So uh, more and more. And then we, we, that's what happened. Like after I worked with her for, uh, for uh, we did the al- like pretty much all, the whole album. And Akon, I remember he told me, wait with the songs. Don't play them for nobody. I will come and we walk the songs to Jimmy Iovine, you know? And then we, uh, we walked to Jimmy Iovine and we play him the songs. He, he loved the songs. He loved the songs. And, uh, and, uh, but he asked Akon, would you support her on tour? Would you support her on, on this, this and that? And uh, it's all absolutely, I'll, you know, be like my artist, like this, this and that. And then that's how it, uh, you know, that's how it happened. And of course, Martin Kirzenbaum, who was the head of international, uh, put some some personal favors in uh, Sweden and Canada to tell the police push this girl from me because in America we we released just dance but it would not take off it wouldn't it was there number in iTunes at that time is like thirty not between the seventy four it would never go up it, it just stayed there because they never pushed it really but Martin pushed those relationships in Sweden and and in Canada and it was number one number one you know in both countries and then. Country after country, number one, number one. And then the whole world, it was number one. Then America pushed it in the UK. Boom. And then a, a, new, a new star was born. Poker face, bad romance. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. could you I tell? Know. I mean, uh, right. Could you, you could just tell, like, these were hits. Like, these were mega yes. hits. You know, you know what? Like, what, what we had, me and her, was like you know in life there is some combination that they just work like michael and uh, uh quincy jones you know like there's some some combinations they are magical like tim justin timberlake and uh and timberland you know right. that th- that's how that's what was happening between me and her like it was it comes natural like the songs come so easy we just have fun uh you know we respect each other's talents and it's just this perfection was happening. That's why those songs are the most successful, you know? What, what was working with her like? Just like the actual working process. It was uh, great. Like, we're, because to me, she's like a, a musician, you know? Not just an artist that comes and sings. No, she is a creative. And she inspires me to, to think outside of the box, you know? Like, uh, because you know you have this special artist that you... that can pull off any craziness you can do. You know what I mean? Any crazy sound, she sells it. She, eh, you know, she had that kind of thing. And plus, we never forget the commercial pop, big choruses, stuff like that. So it was just magical. And her lyrics, like they, like she's the best songwriter, like lyrically songwriter that I've ever worked with, like hands down. Like, and you know what I love about her? Like when she write, comes up with the lyrics so fast and you say, uh, maybe... You can change it. She's like, oh, what about we say this? A whole new line that's like even better. And she, she kills you with, the, with better and better and better and better and better. So, you know, it's like, it's overwhelming of her 
creativity, you know? So it's fun. It's fun. And it was uh, magical. When you guys are in the studio and you're not seeing anyone and you're behind closed yeah. doors, does she show up in the full Lady Gaga look when you're no, dressed? The thing is like, yeah, I mean, she's very focused. You know, she is in that, that, that world. You know, like she lives what she, she believes what she does. It's not like she's pretending. But one thing that I noticed in her uh, and, and, and a few people in my life that I saw has this quality, which is, uh, she she wants to convince she wants to con- sell how great she is to anybody. It doesn't matter if he's just an engineer or just uh, uh, like somebody that's just doing a few weeks working, you know, kind of thing, or a big president of a company. Whoever comes, she just shows them the vision. Like she starts singing and performing for them. Like Bono, you see Bono. Like I, I worked with you too, stuff like that. You see Bono, the same thing. He's like singing, like he's singing for twenty, like eighty thousand people in just the, the studio, you know, it's like they have this thing that like they live what they do. So it was a very, very special, uh, magical moment, very magical moment. And she is incredible. Tell us something about her that would shock us. Like, you know, like <laughs> what would shock me to hear about Lady Gaga? Shock. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's the whole Lady Gaga is a shock, you know? <laughs> because like she is special and when the first day I met her like what she was wearing I was like very different you know like this Adidas shorts and with the long socks and high heels and glasses and bla- she was like a different person you know like a different you feel something special and then when she starts talking how intelligent she is and it's like a, that's a, that's already to me is a, a star you know so something that shocks I don't know like uh you know, uh, I have nothing like uh, nothing negative to say at all, at all. It's just that uh, it's uh, you feel the uh, presence of an incredible artist with you for sure. How did you come to work with J Lo with On the Floor? On the Floor, uh, I was in Morocco. I was uh, with my family and friends in McDonald's <laughs> in Morocco, and I get a call from uh, from uh, Def Jam. You know, the brother of Akon Boo was the was an A and R with LA Reid. And they reached out to me as like, hey, uh, Red, would you, uh, would you, would you, we would love you to work with JLo. Are you open to have a meeting with her? Something. Like I was like, okay, I'm in Morocco now, but when I come back, yeah, we'll, we'll sit down. But I remember like a lot of people at that time, JLo was not happy. It was like her, you know, when she was a little bit kind of not happening. And, and uh, uh, again, like a lot of people, almost everybody advised me not to work with her. It's like, it's stupid because she's J-Lo in my eyes, you know? But uh, my, my wife and, and uh, Martin Kirzema from, uh, from uh, Interscope, they are the only people that told me, actually, no, 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 no. Even nobody, you know, would gamble on J-Lo. Like, if you give her a hit, you know, she will happen. And my wife told me, actually, that, uh, uh, that um, uh, J-Lo, for us women, she's an icon, like in fashion and everything. She just needs that one song and then she's the, the biggest again, you know, it's just, but for us, she's always relevant as a woman, you know? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, uh, do it. And then, uh, and I had on the floor for two years in my, my, in my laptop, you know? And I was like, okay. And I remember this on the floor song that I have. I wrote it with this girl called T and uh, she's uh, the wife of Sebastian Ingrosso from uh, Swedish House Mafia. 
Yeah. You know? She's an incredible writer. So I had that song for two years and I'm like, this might work for her because it's like a global la 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 la, you know, and it's I don't, 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 don't. So I, I, uh, I played it for her in the studio and she loved, I played it for L.A. Reid, you know, and uh, the, the, they loved it and, and she loved it too. And, uh, and actually it was the first song, the first woman in the history that reaches uh, over a billion views on, uh, on YouTube. So it was uh, an incredible moment and that changed everything. Like J-Lo became, since then she's still up there, you know? Yeah. It's a beautiful and- moment. And people literally at that point said, don't work with her. Like, this isn't a smart yeah, move. I swear. I was shocked because for me, I still see J-Lo is J-Lo. Okay, people can have flops, but it doesn't mean that they're not stars. A yeah. flop can happen, but then you can have a hit. And then, but doesn't, but people sometimes in the industry, they, they judge quick and, oh, it's not hot, hot, not hot. But um, that's what they were telling me. Like, don't work with her. It's not good for your brand, for your name, for this, for that. But I listened to, to my wife primarily and then uh, Martin Kersenbaum and uh, I just did it from my heart because I, I again I love J-Lo and and that that moment of Selena was a changing thing for me when I watched that movie that's that moment got me inspired to do the white the album Cataluna so it, it means a lot to me personally so uh, and to us you know so uh, I did it and uh, thank god I wasn't wrong and we were not wrong and and it boom, it exploded like crazy I was gonna say, aren't you happy that your wife convinced you to work with J Lo? Yes, I'm happy, of course, because I made history. We made history. She made history. Like it's it's something that's very unique. And can I tell you something? I still hear that song. Every, I travel a lot in the world, you know, and and uh, wherever you go, on the floor is playing. Is always playing, and the sound of it. It was not like ah, oh, that's just that era or that era. The sound is like all timeless. And then, you know, so uh, I'm, I'm happy, you know. And J-Lo, like Lady Gaga, has a work ethic. Like, I imagine their work ethics were both amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, J-Lo is something that's like, I, I always compare her to, to uh, I don't know if you know Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like the number one in the world. Like, and his work ethic is, is incredible. Like, he's this professional that's uh, like Superman, you know? And, and, and honestly, uh, J-Lo, she's a superwoman, for sure. Because the way she takes everything so serious in terms of uh, being on time, uh, being the best shape she can be when it's the time for video or when it's time for this. And, and she has five jobs. Like, she's a director. She's a producer. She's an actress. She's a star. She's everything. And she has a schedule. And, and she will wake up 5 a.m. And it's, it's just like... Uh, She's uh, very, very special. And that's, that's, I think that's part of her success. Like the huge part of her success is her mental, you know, how good she is. Of course, she's a star. She's talented because you cannot become a star just by luck, you know. But to maintain that level, it's not easy. It's not, not everybody can do it. You know, J-Lo is a superwoman. She is a superwoman. Are you shocked? Yeah. You know, she's back with Ben Affleck now. <laughs> of course, a little bit because it's, a, it's like a weird part of history. Like a, it happened, you know, because she was with Ben Affleck before I, when I just used to see her as J-Lo, you know? Yeah. And then when I met her, she was married to, to Mark Anthony, who was a dear friend of mine, dear brother. So, so that's why I, at that period when we met, you know? But now to see her with him, it's, it's like weird, you know? But it's great. Whatever makes her happy, you know, 
that's what's most important because uh, life is too short. I mean, you mentioned like Bono, we talk about JLo, Lady Gaga, like do you, you're, you're in the business, like do you get starstruck? Like, is there anyone you've met where you're just like, I, I, what? I can't even believe this. Yeah, the one that really, really felt that once, uh, twice, twice. Uh, one, I worked with him, which is Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, when I worked with him, I was like, oh my God. And you know what happens to you? Like, you have two hats always. One is like the, the fan, you know? And, and like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting Michael Jackson, you know? And then you start working with him and you put this hat of the producer person that's like guiding the song, to, you know, coming up with ideas. And then sometimes what happened to me when I get starstruck is like when he goes to the booth or to go to the mic, start singing for real. And I hear him, his voice coming out of the speakers like, oh my God, it's Michael Jackson. It's like weird because it suddenly takes you to when you were a kid, you know, you become this, you get chills. And it's very, very, that, that was that moment. And one, the other thing, but it was a little bit just because I, I admire him like crazy and I love him is, uh, is uh, meeting uh, Stevie Wonder. If you've ever dreamed of having the chance to win awesome prizes like a classic 1968 Mercedes-Benz, karaoke with Charlize Theron, or my personal favorite, family dinner with the Jonas Brothers and VIP tickets to their show, oh yeah, then you have to check out Omaze, the new way to give back to charity and have fun doing it. Here's how Omaze works. You enter for the chance to win something amazing, and at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's fun, it's easy, and it's a way for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win big prizes, like a multi-million dollar house in Miami. No, really, you guys have to check out this house. It's seven bedrooms, six bathrooms, has a gym, an elevator, and hello, do you understand it's Miami? Perhaps you'll run into one of our friends, the Real Housewives of Miami. Here's how it works. Go to amaze.com slash velvet rope and select Miami Dream House or a different experience of your choosing. Once you've selected your prize, choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. The more you donate, the more entries you get. It's as simple as that. Enter today for your chance to win the Miami Dream House or other life-changing prizes and experiences. Just go to omaze.com slash velvet rope. Plus you now receive 20 extra entries when you enter the code velvet rope. That's O-M-A-Z-E.com slash velvet rope. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. But it was just in a party and stuff like that. And he started singing for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, 
it was a uh, that's that's there's the two moments where I felt this uh, star you know I felt that like a fan you know what did you work with Michael Jackson on I worked on a few songs actually that never came out this I still have them you know <laughs> so uh yeah do you think you might use them for other artists yes yeah. no 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 absolutely not like I think I would use them for something beautiful for like a charitable something that's gonna do something good for for the world you know what i mean like because he was that kind of person and and i feel like since he he uh uh you know since he he's dead i don't want to be like making money out of it because it's michael you know or if we're gonna do it and share that music with the world we'll do something good with it you know you know and i was like the last producer to work with him it was very special you know oh wow you were actually the last producer yeah 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 Wow. How many songs do you have? Uh, okay. Ideas, we have a lot. But w- the one that could be released is one that could be released. Wow. Yeah. You should put it out like around something around him. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I have to come up with something, you know, like maybe we can have him with a few artists doing something good, you know? Yeah. That's something. But it's a good song that, that has a lot of heart and it's powerful, you know? Very powerful. So is this the last song he ever recorded? Uh, I, I'm not sure if that's, the, you know, but around that time, yes, for sure. Wow. Like, yeah. And the At song the is all about love. Yeah, yeah. It's about wow. love, for sure. <laughs> is there someone that, you know, you haven't worked with that you really want to work with? Like, who's, who's on your short list? Uh... This is a hard question, you know? Um, um, If if I, I mean, it might be Beyonce, you know? You know? That's a good one. Yeah. Maybe if, if if I had to pick one from now, maybe Beyonce, yeah. What is it about Beyonce that draws you in? Oh my God, everything. Beyonce has everything. She's incredible writer, uh, performer, artist, a human being, uh, vocalist, like, you know, everything. Hit maker. She's queen of pop. She's another one who works night and day. Yes, yes, yes. From what I heard, yes. What about like a Madonna? Would you ever want to work with Madonna? You know what? I was about to work with Madonna. And uh, something happened, you know, and it didn't happen, you know, not from my side, from her team, something it was like maybe because of our oh, Gaga or something, you know, like, like something happened. I don't know what it is, but uh, they backed off. They, they were like, you know, what were you going to work with Madonna on? Uh, I was going to do a hit, something crazy for her, you know, <laughs> it was for her uh, comeback album like a few years ago. Wow. Yeah. And you do you you think it's because you worked with Gaga? Uh, I think so. I think so. Honestly, I think so. Because she, I, from what I heard, because I I cannot speak for her, but uh, for her it's like the association, and you know, and maybe something happened or something like that became like a little bit sensitive to not be like okay, she went to her producer to whatever. Maybe from what I heard, from what they told me. Well, I'm just going to put out in the universe that you will work with Madonna one day because she is my queen. Let me just put that out there. She's everybody's queen. <laughs> my too. Madonna is Madonna, you know? 
So she is. I mean, she's still she's great. She's still great. Yeah. Timeless. What about where do you see like music? Like, do you know, like you mentioned, like all these groups, like I grew up with Michael Jackson, you know, like we're in a much different state of music today. Like, where do you see music going? Uh, I, I hope that uh, we'll have more music than just hype. Because um, a lot of the music that's happening or the, in, you know, like we have gatekeepers in this industry. You know what I mean? We have people that decide what comes out, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, when, when you give songs that are like just cool and not musical, that don't have music in them, I'll, when you play it a lot on the radio, people, I mean, you can, I can tell you, if I repeat it, you're going to go walking on the street singing in your head. It doesn't, because that's how we are. We hear something again and again and again, we learn it and it becomes in our brain. But uh, I, because in the 80s and the, like the, it was better music, more happier, more melodic. People said Donald tried to come up with the chords and the melodies that will, uh, you know, bring the people and, and, and mean something. Now it's more of a, I feel like it's more of just a, who's cool. And it can be just doing because he's cool. Oh, he's the hypest artist right now. Why? This is, we are in the music industry. We're not in the hype industry. Unfortunately, right now with the social media and all this stuff, music is, is going, is, is been towards more hype than good quality. And I hope for music after people have to get tired of just blah, 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 you know? So they need to go back to more music. So, so like, like you said, like Madonna, like a foreigner, like great, like there's so much great music. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you know. Well, I can tell you that I, I'll raise my hand. I'm the first one that is tired of new music. I mean, I, I agree. It's like, I, I don't want to date myself, but I don't understand half of it. It's like, there's no music. There's no music. It's a beat and whatever. But the, you know, the problem is that the producers have no musical background. You know, they just yeah. know how to, because right now with the computers, with the technology, just take this loop and just take this sound and somebody just says whatever and find like a word that could stick in the people's heads and, and, and hype it, you know? and they push millions about behind it and become successful but it's not good music it's not healthy for the music it's not good for music it doesn't matter how much they try to make it like this is the new yes yeah, so every time you can do new music but good music yeah like <laughs> if you look back you know 90s 80s that's oh, that was the real music it was it was competition of greatness yeah queen freddie mercury coming up with all this you know, like beautiful melodies. Like it's, it's, people were like, they were competing on who's, who's better genius than the other one. You know what I mean? Even in the Beatles, Paul McCartney and, and uh, John Lennon, they were competing of who writes the better song. Now there's no competition. Now it's a beat and say whatever on it. It's, it's so sad, you know, for the music. I'm talking music. Yeah. Like what, I mean, what would John Lennon say or Prince say about some of this oh, new music today? Prince. Oh my God. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. I think the music industry that, that the people who are the A&Rs, these are the problem. Like they have no musical background and they just decide. They decide because they don't hear between difference between this or that. You know, they just see cool and they say, oh, they, oh yeah, yeah. They, they know what they do. This is cool. This is cool. And they put it out. It's, it's just sad. Right. And social media has changed everything. Like if you can get a certain number of followers. Exactly. Hype. Hype. 
people now want to talk to you regardless of That's the music. It. Oh, yeah, or oh, substance and whatever you do. Which leads us to your new venture, Spot Star. So tell us about Spot Star, like how it got started and how it works and what it's all about. Okay, well, Spot Star is a new platform where uh, talent, all the talented people all over the world can put out their creations, you know, whatever they create, music, productions, everything they do out. And we have, we wanted to eliminate all the gatekeepers that don't know, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you have great music. Like I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Who's like Lady Gaga. Uh, you know, many A&Rs, many labels said she's not a good artist. She would never make it. She doesn't have what it takes. And who are they to decide? Look when she got a shot. Look what she did. What she did. She, she made history. So depends on that A&R who's sitting there. Uh, is he happy? That, did he have a fight with his wife? Is it a good day or bad day? He can decide on somebody's future. And at, at the end of the day, who should decide? Is the public. You know? So with Spot Star, we wanted to eliminate the gatekeepers. Just to give it out to the public to decide. You know what I mean? And and um, so so it's going to be like a global chart. It, it can be anybody from Africa, from uh, from Australia, from everywhere. They put it on the same platform, and you see the world voting, and you see that's the real chart. Not because a label pushed it, not because somebody spent money on it. No, because people loved it. We're going to give a fair chance to everybody, and then the top ones will have more success than the other ones, of course. But it's not somebody who decided, not one person in his office who decided that. No, the world decided. And the great, the great thing about it is you can, you can uh, invest in these artists, you know, through tokens, you know. And, and, and that you invest in the artist and the artist can start making money immediately. Not, for example, this, all these talent shows, to be honest with you, like, it's so sad to see great artists performing on these talent shows and nothing happens with them. Nothing. So, nothing. Who makes the money? The show. Because they care about TV. Only about how many viewers they have. And the moment the show is done, boom, next ones, next artist. But there's great talent that never gets a chance. And they, they're stuck on a deal, on a contract that they can do nothing with their lives. Uh, they are broke. They're famous because the world voted them or... America or this, their country voted for them. But next time you see him trying to get a taxi, he doesn't have money for a taxi. It's so sad. So in this case, with the, with the, with Spot Start, as people will be putting money, voting and putting money on these artists to, to immediately start building their career as their own entity. You know? So when they vote, they, they, they you know, they, they pay for you. It's a limit. It's not a lot. It's just a little bit to create, to help you. And then the best ones, the, big, the biggest ones that are, they will have either to be independent and start putting out their music independently or choose to go with the label to get that last push or that great uh, manager, the Scooter Braun or whoever it is on the top, you know, uh, uh, to get, uh, to get the, 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 the another help, you know. But, but we want to give a fair shot to everybody, not to get a like, but to get money and to get uh, the, the, fair, the fair shot. It's almost like, I don't know why anyone who's an artist wouldn't do this. And I don't know why anyone who's an artist would go on one of these TV shows because you do have to sign your life away. And yes, I mean, listen, we can name Kelly Clarkson. We can name Carrie Underwood. And that's it. 
That's thousands that. of others and hundreds of thousands of others in the world. Nothing happened with them. Nothing. Nothing. And like, I know others because of what I do. But I, I mean, if you ask me the, the winner of American Idol for the past five to 10 years or the voice ever, I could not, you could give me $20 million. I could not give you a name. I, I have no idea. Yes. And you know, you know, absolutely, I totally agree with you. And who makes the money? The show. They make hundreds of millions of dollars, which is great for the show. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, but, but um, you know, something has to happen. And, and like I said, I mean, with all due respect, YouTube is incredible, but YouTube makes billions, you know, and the, 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 the people like, you know, the, the, the fans don't make, you know, the, not the fans, the, uh, the artists are making a little bit, very, 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 very minimal. Well. And not everybody gets the first shot. You know, some of them are pushed to get the, you know, the trendings and the, everything. Some of them don't. doesn't matter how great of a song you have. It doesn't get attractive. You get thousand likes, you know, and some of them gets hundred million. It's not by luck. Somebody's pushing that. So, so this is what we're gonna try to, with our platform, is to to make it, you know, to make it fair for everybody, based on their talent and based on the people that are liking. If people like you, you will go up. La crème de la crème. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go up because of people, not because of somebody or a platform that pushes somebody. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if people want to have a say in the artists that they like, this is kind of the right place to do it. Yes. And you know, the other thing, brother, like for me, it took me 15 years to make, to get that shot, fair shot, you know? Why? Because I had so many people saying, so many A&Rs and office people saying, you're not good, you're not good, you're not good, you're not. And, 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 and I made history, I won Grammys, you know what I mean? So... All these people that said I was wrong, they were wrong. I was good. I am good, you know? So if you eliminate that and save all these 15 years to these people immediately to have the people judge, because at the end of the day, we do music for the people. Let them judge us. Let them judge me, not somebody. And, you know, a lot of people, they give up because of some person that told them you're, you would never make it. And they, they, are not, they don't have this drive and suddenly killed crazy, incredible talent because of somebody. And let's face it, like you could walk in the door the same time someone else does. It's just right. It's where they decide to put the dollars and market it and push the person. I mean, it's just Absolutely. a decision that you have no control over. And like the best talent in the world could be there signed and we're just not going to, you could record the record, have the songs and they're just not putting the marketing dollars behind it and it gets lost. And you can ask your brother, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I experienced something. I have a lot of friends in the American radio, a lot of friends, you know? And uh, I had a song out, you know, from a, with a label. And it was the, the, the number one song that was going to be, like, like the indication of the uh, hit of the summer was going to become the biggest song, you know? It was going up on the charts, on the radio, da, 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 until it went th- number 32, right? And, 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 and then it stopped there. And my friends, friends from the radio said, Red, you got to talk to the label because something is not right. I was like, what? So I called the label. I was like, what's going on? The song stopped. He's like, ah, oh, you know, we're trying to push. We're doing everything we can. Blah, 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 blah. They're telling me that, okay? And when, and my friends at the radio, they sent me the emails that the label told them, stop playing this song. Give the place to another record. So they decided. And the other record, it was the biggest flop. It didn't happen. Even though they took all my like all the, pl- the important place to the other record because they put in money on it, it flopped. 
and they killed him, a head that was going to be a number one. Why? Because of politics, because of a person that decided that, yeah. not the people. So these are the politics of the labels, you know? What song was that? I can't tell you because then you can't go back to nowhere. <laughs> you can't blame me for trying to sneak yeah. that in there. You got to give me some credit. I'm like, huh. But that is why I think that this is a great thing. I, I, I really do. I mean, really, I think everyone, and I think every artist should go on to Spotstar. Like, why wouldn't, you know, it's, you're giving it to the people. The people have spoken. If everyone around the world is giving the coins to someone and they're the biggest, I mean, that's it. There's that the people have spoken. Exactly. It's democracy. So, I mean, I mean, I see, I don't see why any artist, if I was, if I was me, that's what I would do. Yeah. Because at least I give my, I get a fair chance not going through people, but you, not through going through an office or offices that's going to decide. No, directly to the world. Let them judge me. That's it. Simple. Yes. You lose nothing. You lose nothing. As you can only gain. You could only gain. And it's a really, it is a hard industry as you were you know, you had your hard times and then you did worked out with on the floor and Lady Gaga, like as you were <laughs> moving on and moving up and you were past like just surviving. Did you like make what was your first big splurge where you're just like, I'm sorry, I have money and I don't care. I'm just going to buy this. <laughs> to buy something like, a, can I, OK, well, I mean, you know what? You're, you're entitled. You, 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 you know. You're entitled. Uh, okay, I, I'm gonna. I, okay, uh, the truth is that I am not uh, very. Uh, I swear to God, like I'm not trying to to sell you something that is not true. That's this is truth. I, look, I don't have a watch. You You're I mean? you are a better man than me because you do not want to see my watch collection. It's embarrassing. I have a, <laughs> I have a watch. I have a watch fetish, and I, it's in. I, we're not even going to get into what it is. It's embarrassing to say so but i'm i'm obsessed with watches but you're right you do not have a watch on no i don't okay one thing why because because i'm not into uh things you know what i mean like very minimal i just love people i love friends i love family i rather make sometimes when i buy stuff for others that's the biggest satisfaction to me or i change somebody's life or i help somebody that's like what means a lot to me to me gives me that high of happiness but uh the watches, just talking about watches, I, I got a lot of presents. You know, my wife, my friends, my this, they watch, watch, watch. I had collections and they got stolen. And every time uh, in a hotel or whatever. So, but every time I have a watch, I have this ha bad habit in a restaurant or wherever I am, I take it off and I lose them all. I lose them all. I lost so many watches. So I, it's like um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I, I just I just don't buy. And, and, and when I buy, when somebody buys me a watch, I say, okay, just so you know, I might lose it. And I just lost one like a month ago. Very what, nice one. What type birthday. of watch did you lose? It was, it, the last one was Hublot, but uh, it was a very, very good Hublot. You know, but that's I lost still, everything. Yeah, that's major. That. Mm. I, I am the opposite of you. I insure it. I do not take it out of the apartment until it's insured. And then, <laughs> like, I would never take my watch off ever. So I mean... <laughs> Well, I wish I was like you, but I can't. I just, I just, you know, I'm like uncomfortable. So I take it off to rest and then I leave, you know? Wow. Have yeah. you ever had like, and then I will wrap up in like a few minutes. Have you ever had like where you've met someone where you've just had like a great experience? Like you're at a party, like a Stevie wonder. And you're just like, this person is so big. 
and they had such a reputation and they were just, they are so nice. Like whatever anyone has said about them, yeah. they're just the nicest. Uh, uh, no, no. Okay. I met a lot of people that are amazing. You know, like Bono, for example, he, of course I heard a lot of great things about him, but he exceeded my expectations, like by far, like how beautiful human being, even edge, but like, you know, uh, uh, um, one thing that, that I remember with Bono, that's like, I mean, he's done so many great things when I was around him for so long. And one of the things that I never forgot is that uh, we were, they, they, he, he has this di uh, dinners or lunches, you know, at his house, you know, and, uh, and uh, we were, and every day there's like the most important people in the world, you know, <laughs> every, every dinner or lunch, there's like the who's, who is there. So I was there with me and my wife and, and I had my kid with me. My kid was very young. He was like two years or something. And uh, I'm the only one that brought the kid, their kid, you know? And <laughs> so we were like talking and stuff like that. And my kids started crying, like, Wah! you know, like, oh my God, embarrassing. You know what I mean? So I felt so embarrassed. Me and my wife, like, we're trying to, to have him, you know, uh, to calm him down. And then, so I was like, you know what, I'm sorry, guys. So I was going up to take him from, from the, the dinner. Bono said, no, no, right, 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 sit, 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 sit. I said, and he came, he took him. From the dinner, he took him. I mean, he's the host of the whole table. He took him, he started singing for him. And, he, and I know he had problems with his back because he just had an uh, operation at that time. And he was singing for him until he put him down to sleep. Wow. And brought him back and put him in the... Just to take the embarrassment from me with all these important people, he did that. He took it on. I'm like, no, no, Red, you sit down. I'll take care of this problem. And he started singing for him. That's, that's like one detail that I can never forget. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that shows you the person he is, you know? Wow. And of course, and, yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, wow. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of, and of course, Enrique Iglesias is like an incredible person. Uh, he's like my brother. Uh, you know, Mark Anthony. <laughs> he's another one. Yeah. What about the opposite? You know, like you recognize a J-Lo. It's obviously J-Lo. So let's face it. No one's going to be nasty to J-Lo, <laughs> to her face. But, you know, maybe not everyone knows what you look like. So, you know, so like, I know what you look like. Jay knows. But like, were you ever at a party where they didn't know that you're Red One, the mastermind in the music business behind all these people, <laughs> and they treated you not so nice? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it happened to me. Yes, yes, yes. But not, not like... Um... It was like in the beginning, before I was known, you know, like my face was known. I had experience a little bit, but I, I cannot tell you who, but, but it had, it, some people didn't know. So they were like, uh, and I, I'll talk to them. They like, uh, and they're like, they don't want to talk to me because don't waste my time because there are more important people here. And then somebody important said, oh, you're so red, the red one. And the person you see, the other person was like, oh my God, this guy was trying to talk to me. He's red one. And then you see them change and start uh, going back to the thing. So, but it's, but, but you know, it is what it is. Like that's the, a lot of the, in, the industry is full of great people and not, not so great people. Totally. And just, yes, yes. And yes, this is a crazy business, right? Uh, yes. Crazy business. Well, is there anything else you want to leave us with? Thank you for entertaining all my questions about your career. I mean, I, I think spot star is truly it could change music, you know? 
this is this is the dream. Yes, this is the this is why we did it to save people those years of going through pain with gatekeepers that sometimes they don't know nothing about what they're talking about. They don't. They have no idea. You know. So let the world judge me. Don't judge. You can judge me. The world will judge me. It's a great idea My with music. blockchain. It's it's really it's yeah. a great idea. I think everyone the needs future. to check it out. The safest. The safest. I think it's the future. I mean, listen, if you said to people like you and me growing up that one day we're going to have, you know, CDs and one day we're not going to have anything and we're just going to press a button in a computer and there's going to be no album or tape and then CD, <laughs> we would have said exactly. you're insane. So I yes. think this could change the music industry. I, I, I really do. Amen, brother. Amen. I will keep my fingers. <laughs> just, just remember that I was nice to you before it changed the music yes! industry. Brother, brother, come on. Come on. <laughs> That's because I'm from New York City and we are we are real people from the yes. city. Yes, yes, yes. Where can everyone find you that wants to follow you online on Instagram? Uh, on, yeah, my Instagram is red one, at R-E-D-O-N-E. That's easy. Well, I really appreciate this. I will spread the word about Spotstar and I Spotstar, thank, thank you, you. Thank you for everything. Thank you. We keep in touch, brother. Yes. Keep in touch online. I'm very good about that. I really appreciate your time. You too. Me too, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.